Welcome to Seeds, a show where we talk with people who are living lives of purpose and doing amazing things that make a positive impact in our world. We take time to listen to them as they reflect on their life journeys and what has shaped them into who they are today and what motivates them to be involved in what they do. Kia ora, everyone, and welcome along to the show. I'm really glad you could join me as on Seeds Podcast, we try to hear from a variety of people. And every week, I want the listener to be really surprised at how different the interview is to the week before. So some weeks, I'll be talking with a 90-year-old nun, then I'll be talking with an 11-year-old, then I'll be talking with an entrepreneur. And this week, we have something that's pretty unusual. Um, Long Di was trafficked from Cambodia to Thailand when he was only eight years old. Now, I think for lots of us in the West, this is a concept that is quite difficult to understand, the idea that there is modern-day slavery happening right now. But what you'll hear in this interview with Long Di is the reality of his life. I know you're going to be challenged by this interview, and that's really the purpose of the podcast. There's just two other things to say before we dive into this. The first is a thank you to Hagar, which is the organization that helped take Long Di out of his situation and set him on a path which has meant he's now gotten his degrees and has a future that he's looking forward to. If you want to find out about them, then click on the link in the show notes. Also, if you enjoy the intent behind this podcast of telling good stories of people doing inspiring things in the world, then you might want to check out some of the other podcasts because there's more than 129 of them in the back catalog. Now let's get into this conversation with Longdi. All right. Well, it's a real pleasure to welcome Longdi Chap to the podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. Yes, and thank you for having me. That's and fine. Yeah. Um, on this podcast, we like to listen to lots of different people's views mm -hmm. and hear from many people from different backgrounds. Okay. And so I'm really curious about your life and just understanding what your life has been like. Um, okay. Because I think for many people in New Zealand, they will never have experienced mm. things that you've experienced. So this podcast is a chance for us to tell your story in a way that they can relate with and okay. understand. Yeah. So what I'd love to understand to start with is just where you are from. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, my name is Chap Longdi, and uh, I come from uh, Cambodia. Mm -hmm. And the town that I stay is in Bantimian uh, Jai province, which is near Khmer and Thai border. Oh, okay. Right. How far away from Thai border is it? Um, Quite close, or? Actually, it just took with bus about like one hour, I think. Mm -hmm. yep. Yeah. And was it quite a big town area or quite small village? or? Um, back to the, the, the town that I stayed at, it's mm -hmm. a little... It's not really big, mm -hmm. and it's like a quiet town, mm -hmm. and just busy on the middle, I mean, on the border, but back to my town, it's quiet, mm -hmm. or, you know, like silent, and like uh, what we call, um, um, like a place that, that has drug, violence, <laughs> kind of like that, yes. Right. But at, at the border, uh, busy people are... Traveling, right, selling, coming and going, coming and, and going, yes, yeah. and kind of like that. I see, yeah. And what were some of your first memories, you know, as a very young child? Okay, uh, my first m memory, I think, is uh, the activity that I do with my father. Um, we do a kind, kind, mm -hmm. I pronounce right, like we do something that we can 
make it high. Oh, like wind. a kite? Kite. Uh, a kite, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So the wind would blow it yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I kite. see. So I yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, oh. I do that. And during that, we talk, laugh, and we do it together. So mm -hmm. it is my memory with my mom, uh, with my father. Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. And that place that you're going, like, was it a, a village or a place where there was lots of, everybody knew everybody? Yeah, actually, uh, we just moved to this place, and uh, um, we have some family that are really close to my family, mm -hmm. like about four or five family, mm -hmm. and we are support each other, and, you know, like, it's about uh, Khmer culture, every ceremony or every, you know, like, we have Khmer New Year, or like your guy have a Christmas Day, mm -hmm. and like that, so mm -hmm. we often go to as uh, Cambodia is the Buddhist regime, so we often go to uh, uh, Pakoda and later on we cook and then we share some meal mm -hmm. to each family, kind of like that. Right, yeah. yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And so what happened for you, I guess, um, when you were a very young child? Mm. Actually, back to uh, since I am uh, three years old, mm -hmm. I was uh, have a uh, a lot of sick, a lot of illness, and then I completely cannot stand and walk in five years old, affected by polio virus. Right, polio. Yes. Yeah, ah. so from three to five, mm -hmm. and then I lost my two legs, so mm -hmm. I'm not about to run, not about to walk anymore. Right, yeah. wow. Do you have any memories of that time and being sick like that? Yeah, I... I quite not remember, but I just feel like I slip on my father's hand, mm -hmm. and he often helped me with, you know, like like helping me to get stand and walk, and mm -hmm. yeah, but could not. Right. Yeah, and I feel like uh, I feel lost, you know, like I feel mm. numb. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh dear. And so what happened next? Yeah, and uh, because of that, many times I feel like my family become poor and poor because of mm. me. You know, they try to um, help me, recover me from this illness. Mm -hmm. But And yeah, and most of the people in my village, they're often moving to work at Thailand as the worker or as the uh, government factory, kind of like that. Mm -hmm. And one day I saw a lot of strange people come to my village and they are, you know, like use a lot of money, kind mm. of like persuading. And then one day they come to my house, talk to my mom, talk, laugh, mm -hmm. and show some money. And yeah, and then they come right back to me and then talk like, oh, long day, you are good boy. And I saw that you are fit with, I mean, they mean that I am fit with the criteria if I come to work at Thailand. Right. It, and they say, like, it's an easy job. You just sit and people will be kind to you. They will give you some money and you can have your family. And, yeah, my mom just come and mm -hmm. talk and complain about our situation. Mm -hmm. And at the time, I am about eight years old, but I feel like I want to have my family. Right. And everyone, they go to work. Mm -hmm. And... I need to have them, so that's one thing that I can do. And they say, 
get easy job and they promise a good accommodation mm. and food and yeah they promise that the seventy percent of the money will send back to my family right and I think okay, I will go with you right yeah so that was at age eight eight years old about eight yeah, yeah. I think it's Young. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it's a lot to be put on yeah. a eight-year-old. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, and so, um, what happened next? Yeah, and then uh, they come and pick me up about early morning, I think. And then because I go in legally, not follow the law, and then we have to hide myself under the truck. I see. That like has so many kids. I think about 10 with me at that time. Mm-hmm. And we cover with, uh, you know, like some vegetable or stuff on the top of the truck. And then we just under that. Right. And we don't know exactly where the road is we go. We just heard the sound. And uh-huh. sometimes I think it's near the border. And then they just come, people come again. Don't make noise, don't make sound. Right. Be quiet. Wow. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. Did you know any of the other children no, in I, the truck? No, or? I don't know them. Yeah. Actually, I think they are is from another village. Okay. Yeah. Wow. And you said that you were, were you living quite near to the border? Yes. So it wasn't that far a trip? I think on? they're not used that way to go to border. They okay. use another way, like a forest way, oh. a shortcut way. Okay. Because the border, the way that goes straight to the border is a national road or kind of like that. So a lot right. of police, a lot of things will check, you know. Uh-huh. So what I see from the truck, I think a lot of forest. And then I think they use a shortcut road I like see. that. Yeah. Wow. So you're being moved illegally from one country, Cambodia, to, country. to Thailand. Yeah. Yeah. And it's hard to blame someone, you know, because... Uh, our country just back from Khmer Rouge regime mm-hmm. and a lot of things have destroyed mm-hmm. from that war. <laughs> and yeah, like my mom, she is uh, uneducated and we are no public health center. We have no everything. So mm. otherwise, most of, I think most of the kids around my age, they affect a lot of sickness. Mm-hmm. Because we don't have any vaccine, vaccination, or kind of like that. Right. Yeah. yeah. The healthcare wasn't the same as yeah. it might yeah. have been. Yeah. And the other children who were in the truck that first time were they similar to you? Did, had they had things happen to them? Um, I think no, they're not. Mm-hmm. Just uh, I, I think one boy like they don't have. They ha- they have only one arm. Mm-hmm. But to- for the rest, I think. No, they are a normal kid. Okay. Yep. Yeah. But all being moved yeah, all across being moved. the border. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. So what happens when you when the truck finally stops and okay. they take off the fruit and the other things on top and there's ten children there? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. What happened next? Yeah, and then uh, they ca- they bring us to meet another family in Thailand, mm-hmm. and for ten of us are separately. Because we don't know each other, and the broker will break separately, mm-hmm. and then I go to live with another family, and for the beginning they act like good, you know, like we have not really good accommodation, but it's good accommodation, and uh-huh. we have food, friendly, welcome, 
Mm-hmm. And yes, but it's just the beginning. Mm. <laughs> yeah. And did that family, did they speak same language and things? Or, yeah, or, yeah. I, both are Khmer mm-hmm. and they live in Thailand. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So, so it was kind of, you understood what they were saying yeah. and everything, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm. So it starts out the way that you thought it would start out. Yeah. Um, and do you know, like, were your your family back in the village? Did they know what had happened to you and and like where you were? Uh, actually, what that they know just I come to live with another family, mm-hmm. and they will look up to me. And my work is a baker, sit and ask money, mm-hmm. and they just know about that. But they not really know what is really happened to me. Right. <laughs> yes. So yeah, when I come to them, like sleep one day and the morning come, they just introduce me about the place that I'm going to work. Okay. How many day and hours? So I work from Monday to Sunday and uh-huh. from 5 a.m. to 6 p.m. And sometimes when at Thailand they have any, uh, you know, like event or any ceremony day. We might be work longer, mm. yeah. And so you said work Monday to Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. So that's seven days. Seven day a week. Right. Yeah. It's not really a Monday to Sunday, is it? It's just a continual every day. Because <laughs> <laughs> normally we would say like, my I work Monday to Friday yeah. and then get two days off. <laughs> but you're saying like, I worked Monday, Monday to, to Sunday Friday. and then yeah. I started again on yeah. the Monday. Wow. And um, starting, you said at five a.m. Yeah, 5 a.m. to 6 p.m. Mm-hmm. Yep. Wow. And, and where was this, what town was it that you were in? Or was it a big city or? I think it's like a city and I um, don't recognize, I don't know where it is. Right. And even though when they took me from the place that we live uh-huh. to the place that they introduced me, that the place that I'm I going to work, mm-hmm. they keep changing place and you know, the way that they come to the half, they keep change, and mm-hmm. I did not recognize that. And I just know, okay, this is bread. Mm-hmm. The bread, this is a uh, market, mm-hmm. vegetable and fish market, and this is near the pagoda, kind of like that, but I, I, I don't know where it is. And yeah. yeah. And you're eight years old at this time. Yeah, yeah. so, yeah, they just come and show me, and then sleep one night. The morning come, they just, okay, it's time to work. Right. So, yeah. And what was your feeling then at the beginning before this had happened? Like, how were you feeling? I feel like new environment mm-hmm. because in my village it's quite quiet, like dusty place. And, you mm-hmm. know, like uh, just me, some of the family. Mm-hmm. But when I go there, I feel, oh, it's good new. Like the first day I come to New Zealand. Very new. Right, good. so it's and kind of exciting at yeah, the exciting beginning. Yeah, exciting in the beginning. Yeah. And I, people like very kind, look, look, I look like they're very kind. I and see. And I think, oh, they might be good people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, just, um, I, I guess, talk us through the next, the first few weeks. <laughs> what actually was it like? What, 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 yeah. did, what was the reality? Mm. Actually, if I not earn enough money mm-hmm. for them, they will not allow me to have food. Mm. And sometimes they say, oh, I am not a hard worker. I am a lazy boy. So they frustrate at me. They fight. They kick me, mm-hmm. hit me with the bell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And 
So, so they I, want to get you to make more money make as more beggar money. Yeah. to get so, more food. Yeah. Yeah. So because they are the, the family, so the boy always fight and violent to me. Mm-hmm. And then the girl come and say, it's okay. And then they talk about, I think they know about what is w- w- like, I don't know what I say in English, but they know about me like I am the kid that, that feel want to have my family. Right. So this girl come and talk, your family need your help. And right. This is so there's lots of guilt and like yeah. you're not helping your family because you're not yeah, making yeah. enough money. Yeah. Yeah. The guy come and hit fight. The girl come and, you know, like your family need your kind of answer. Yeah. And that was in the family that you were staying with? Yeah. Or, right. Yeah. And then, yeah, I feel like, okay. Mm-hmm. First, I scare that they're going to hurt me again. Mm-hmm. Second. I think like I have to earn money to change my meal. Yeah. And they will not fight me. And some, I think the money will back to my mom mm-hmm. to have my family. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So I keep doing it. Yeah. And I remember one time I got sick and then just sleep at the corner with empty stomach, you know, mm. because they say, oh, sometimes I do kind to you. So I saw that they feed you. So tonight I will not feed you. Hmm. And actually, just a little bit <laughs> food, and yeah, and then it's hard. And I just ask, like, that has God in this world, mm-hmm. please help me. Mm-hmm. And luckily, on the morning come, they force me to do like, even though I'm in sick, I say I cannot go. They say, no, it is the like uh, religion day. Like a lot of people in pagoda, so. Yeah, go and you will have a food at that mm. also, and you will have a lot of money because in Thailand there are uh, Buddhism, and the Buddhists believe that when you do kind to the people that really need, mm. like disability people or kind kind like me, mm-hmm. you will have a bless. You I will see. have a good good in the next life, mm-hmm. kind like that, and then. That's why I say I am fit with their criteria. So they use, they use them, mm-hmm. and then, yeah. Even though I don't want, but they, to go. If you not go, I will fight. Right. <laughs> and then. So where would they put you? Would they put you like near a temple or something to get people to give to you, or or how did that work? It depends. They keep changing. Even mm-hmm. though like even when I go to the pagoda for the first hour. They put me in front of the, the gate, the get in, mm-hmm. and then an hour, and then they keep changing another place right. because the people around there will recognize your place, uh, your face. Um. And another thing, I think for now, back mm-hmm. to that, I think they might be think that police will arrest, so they keep changing. Right. Yeah. But yeah. at that time, I don't know anything. I just know that they come and pick me up and move, and you stay there. Right, like that. Yeah, yeah. And and asking for money from people. Yeah, yeah. Please give me money. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, because uh, I am curious about like the police or the the legal <laughs> yeah. regime. I know it's really different yeah. compared to New Zealand, but is there? Yeah, was there a <laughs> chance that the police might come and say, "What's this child doing here, begging?" Yeah. Actually, I I don't know really well about that, but I just know that. In Thailand, they're not allow any strange people work or you know do like like what I do. Mm-hmm. So they just want to 
be a good place, clean city, you know, don't have a right. uh, beggar, don't have, beggar don't here. have uh, another people doing like that. So mm-hmm. they just arrest, they just uh, catch. So yeah, they catch me and then send me to the detention center. It's a short term place mm-hmm. that I stay there a while and then define your organization that uh, work cross-border and then send me back to Cambodia. I see. Yeah. Wow. So, um, you know, like you're eight years old. Most most children would be in school yeah. and learning things. Like yeah. um, what what else were you saying? How long were you there for? Uh, it's that? about two years. Right. You might be strange when I say two years. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> they catch me and then come back to Cambodia and mm-hmm. then the broker come again and come to family and the way that they 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 treat my family like let my family let my mom borrow the money okay and yes and then i come back and they say oh lonely i'm sorry i don't know that the family do like that to you so i promise i will not let you go with the family again so we have another family i see that will look after you and then yeah i just they have about to one or two months and then we go again right and my mom like she always come and talk about that and like now if if i come back and think about it i think my mom i can say like her soul me (laughs) from actually at that time my mom is a gambling and alcoholic so right she she never knew for that (laughs) yeah and yeah and then i come back and do it again and I faced the problem again, and right. more higher than that, and but at the same same thing like that. And I remember that you talk about studying. I remember one day that when they put me in the market, and then I just sit and I look on the the shop that they have a school uniform. Uh-huh. I just keep look like that. I'm not asking someone money, and they just come and kick me. <laughs> they just come take me off from that place, and then find some silent place and point to me, you know, slap and why are you not asking money? You just look like that. You are, you know, and then fire and then they put me again. Right. <laughs> and then I cry and then I look at the universe, uh, uniform again. Uh-huh. And then a kind Thai come and they buy this uniform for me. Mm-hmm. And I just wear the uniform, sit and begging. <laughs> Not go to school, <laughs> right? Yeah, but it, you saw that it was something that you wanted. Yeah, yeah. To to be able to have education. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, and then that and it happened. It sounds like it was a bit of a cycle of yeah, um, yeah. It kept happening. Yeah, get sent back and yeah, and, and then come back. And the the broker that you describe, like, was it? Um, what type of? Yeah, was it the same person or a different person? Uh, the broker are the same person. It's a quite old lady. Okay. But right. the family that I stay with are different. Like I live in three family. Mm-hmm. So in the three in the last family that I stay, and then police catch me, and then they got sick of send me back. So they find another organization in Cambodia mm-hmm. at Battambang Province called IOM. Mm-hmm. It stand for International Organization for Migration. And I stayed there for a while, like mm-hmm. about one and a half or two years, I think. Mm-hmm. And then my mom just come at this organization and meet me. In the beginning, I feel, oh, my mom come and say hi to me. She's going to worry about me. But it's not. 
she just come and oh, <clears throat> she complained about the family situation. We need money, and the mean that she want me to run from this organization. <laughs> right. And then I think the organization found out find out that, and then they asking me like, Nangdi, what do you want to do? I say, I just need three main thing: food, accommodation, and study. Mm-hmm. And then. At that time, I met Hega, so they introduced me five organization in Phnom Penh. Mm-hmm. So, so how old were you at about this time? I think it's about twelve. I think twelve okay. or one three years old because I work in Thailand about two years and then I stay in Bad Bong about two or one year and a half. Mm. But I remember that I first. First day that I come to Hega, mm-hmm. I am one three years old. So okay, about, about thirteen. Yeah, yeah. 13, yeah. So. And did you have lots of brothers and sisters? Actually, yeah, I have five siblings. Five. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, I am number two in the family. Yeah. And just me that affected by polio virus. I see. Yeah. 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 Because it's just it's probably for the people listening, it's very different world. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You know, yeah. um, and but just thinking about human trafficking and. Mm actually people moving across borders of countries yeah. and being sold into slavery essentially yeah. <laughs> um, it, I think people don't really understand that that actually happens mm-hmm. today so yeah. I think it's really important to hear your story and understand about that so you you're 13 years old <laughs> and you get introduced to Hagar I'd love to find out more about Hagar and the role that it played in your life yep. so can you just describe the first time that you came across that yeah, uh, the first time in Hagar, I feel very strange again because mm-hmm. at IOM is about thirty kids, three zero kids, and yep. in Hagar at the time it's about eighty kids. Okay. And a new place, new building, quite good, a lot of people mm-hmm. and children. But yeah, when I come there, I, I. I do not a good boy, you know. I can say I'm a naughty boy. Like <laughs> I use a bad word. I mm. fight violent to another kid. I copy all those from the mm. Thailand. Yeah. And well, your circumstances had been very unusual. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like people had had yeah. hit you, and, and yeah. that had been part of it. And so, were you? How would you describe yourself at that time, in terms of your own feelings and? Your emotions. At that time, I feel like Longdi, you are a very bad kid. <laughs> <laughs> you are. Some people they use this word like you are disability. You better do like softly and then let people feel feel sorry and help you. Mm-hmm. Don't act like a bad boy and not a gang. You know. Mm. But to me, I, in Thailand, if we are not power, people will hurt you. Mm. So I just think that. So when I come, I try to hurt another kid, younger little, little than me, yeah, yeah. little kid. Because you had some power. Yeah, <laughs> so they will not. They will listen and they will help me, kind of like that. Yeah. Yeah, and it is just a start and then a long way to go. And hey, guys, I can say it's wonderful and do a great job, mm. you know to restore a broken life or the people who are affected by trauma. Mm. So, so what sort of things did they do to help you to recover? 
because we've got a good picture of your childhood, which was very、oh. traumatic. And then, you know, you're 13, feeling quite angry and emotional. But I, I wonder as well if you still felt guilty for your family. Was that part of it as well?、Or? I still, I,、oh. at that time, I still think that. And、mm-hmm. I think, like. Because it had been years being、yeah. drummed into you, you need to do this to help your family, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. And then Hagar, they have、uh, many staff, many roles, different roles, and work with clients, and Hagar is focused on individual. Right. So, yeah. And at that time, I received a lot of good, good counseling and trauma healing.、Mm-hmm. And it's not an easy job, I think, because I'm a bad boy, bad kid. <laughs> so, more of them, most of them, caregiver staff. Counselor, social work, they're really patient, they really work from the heart of Christ.、Mm-hmm. And, you know, like they share about love. They're not see about this is me. They just saw that this is the impact of trauma、mm-hmm. because they know well about the trauma. So they just recognize this is the symptom that I have. Yeah. And it is the good that、uh, every one of us now we are know well about trauma、mm-hmm. informed and we are a trauma informed organization. So. Yeah, they treat me well, and day by day, year by year, I keep changing a lot.、Mm-hmm. And, you know, like I think because I am 13, and at that time, I think I studied in grade two.、Mm. And then in my class, just me are older <laughs> than another. So I feel bad. So, how old would the grade two people be? Like, like, like six or seven or something? Seven, or? I think, because、okay. in Cambodia, six years old,、yeah. you start. Grad one, so five. Some they are go to kindergarten、oh, in、yeah. five or about four or five,、mm-hmm. and six years old you have to in grad one,、mm. and so. so. But this was your chance to get education. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so it's hard, and actually before that time just play, play, play. You know, not not much learn. But when I study in grad six, and then I feel like a bit older than another, and. I want to drop out many times,、mm. but through counseling, through the caregiver,、mm-hmm. they encourage, motivate, and through the God, I pray to God many times.、Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, for the studying journey, is, is I keep going, going. And I just ask God if I fall any year, I will stop and come to meet an EE team. Economic empowerment and ask them for、uh, vocational training. And then I think I love to do, you know, like motorbi-、um, mo- mo- mobile fixing,、okay. phone fix,、uh, kind of like that. Yeah, right. And then I think that if I fall, I will stop studying and I will ask them to do that.、Mm. But luckily, thank God, God chose me to finish、uh, grade 12. <laughs> so I finished grade 12. Yeah. And yeah, this is life in Hey Guys, like that. And、mm. Now, recently, I graduated two degrees in psychology and English,、hmm. and I will start my master's degree in the end of December. Wow.、Yep. And where had you studied your degrees?、Uh, in Phnom Penh. Phnom It's Phnom Penh.、Uh, Royal University of Phnom Penh,、hmm. and another degree in、uh, International University,、hmm. also in Phnom Penh. Yeah.、Yep. And later on, I met、uh, Suhana. Actually, she is the Hagar staff before, and, and then I met her. Like, her is the part of, of impact to my life also.、Mm-hmm. And I moved to How、Luke. did she impact your life? What、she、was asked, it about her? She asked, like, 
my mom, you know. Oh, really? <laughs> I call her my second mom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. and yeah, it it's it's mean a lot to me, you mm-hmm. know. Like my life is can be today from Hey g a r i k s h u m i helping me, helping me, mm-hmm. and then I meet Suhana, who are act like my mother. Mm. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. because like my mom, back to my mom, she just give me a bun. She sold me. Mm. She not play like a mother role. Mm. But Suhana, she play like a mother role. Mm. She have support, providing, guiding, mm-hmm. teaching. Mm-hmm. It is amazing. Yeah, it sounds like she really cared for you yeah. and saw you as a person. Yeah. Um, beyond anything else that that she supported you. Yeah. Yeah. And. It's, it's so good, and I think it's so important to hear these stories, and to, because all of us, whatever our situation, there's people out there that we can help as well, right? Yeah. And and I think hearing about Suhana, you know, as somebody who really looked after you and cared for you, mm-hmm. I think it's it's a challenge for us as listeners mm-hmm. is who are the people that we can play that yeah. role for as well. And yeah. she's been working with Hega, I think, about more than. Five year, I think, mm-hmm. and she ten years, yeah, maybe ten years, yeah. because she run a program we call aftercare program, and then I've been know her since I was in Hega client, and then we keep in touch, and then yeah. she, yeah, she just I was selected to live with her <laughs> mm. because she have another two former client to live with her, so I am number three, mm. and then yeah, I got a lot of chance, yeah, to and learn. And yeah, well, a big shout out to her for the yeah. role that she's played in your yeah. life. That's wonderful. Yeah. Um, can I ask you a question? I'm not sure exactly how to phrase this, but some people might say um, we shouldn't have an organization like Hagar come into another country and kind of do things for people there. It feels to me like for you, Hagar was very important. And other organizations like that play a role, um, but what would be your response to a question like that? I think, yeah, should support to Hega mm-hmm. because <laughs> I don't know. I, actually, is I not mean that another organization did not good job, but mm-hmm. for me as a Hega from f- Hega former client, mm-hmm. and now I become a Hega staff as a counselor, yes. and I found that Hega is the best organization that you have try to support mm-hmm. because we are focusing on individually. Mm-hmm. And we have, you know, like as long as it take mm-hmm. to restore broken life. So mm-hmm. we we work the whole journey. You know, we're not focusing. Some organization they might work only six months. They might work only a year or two year. But Hega, right. it take a long journey. Mm-hmm. Like me, if Hega just helping me about, like, you know, like five year. Imagine who am I? I might be go to traffic again mm-hmm. because I have no skill. I have no education. Mm-hmm. But he got alongside with the client, support, and give opportunity. Mm. Grow, so it learn. sounds like it's a long-term perspective yes. of looking at the individual as a real person, a holistic view of the person. Yeah, yeah, it's the holistic care yeah. approach. He got yeah. used that, and it's amazing. Yeah, and yeah, I think like he got is. I keep saying it's good, good, mm-hmm. good organization, mm-hmm. and we need more support. Like I think a lot of people through the research, I think a lot of uh, 
survivor or victim that need our help mm-hmm. and we cannot work alone you know and we cannot work without your support so mm-hmm. we need your support mm-hmm. so your support is really impact to those people like me you know mm-hmm. like without the support how can I come here mm-hmm. sit and share about that mm-hmm. so as the former client as the Hagar staff mm-hmm. I hope that you guys just share and help. Helping or support is not mean about the money only, but giving your time, giving your skill, something that you can do to support our organization. Mm. You can, you know. Yeah. We do something is better than do nothing. And to me, I think like, I can have a hundred of children, but at least I can have one children that I meet today. Mm-hmm. So we transfer them, we transfer them, and we help them. So mm. Well, I think the, the the thing that's really powerful is that this is your story, you know, and it's one thing to read an article, but to actually be here looking at each other in the eyes and recording this, um, it's a very powerful way to convey um, your story. And I think sometimes in the West, we get a little bit jaded by statistics mm. and a little bit like, oh, that's a problem very mm. far away from mm. me. So that's what I've really enjoyed hearing your story. You know, the reality is, yeah, it's really important to listen. Um, can I just ask you, you know, you're studying a bit more now. You're doing masters, which is wonderful. What would you like to do with your life? What do you see as the vision for the future for you? Um, to me, I don't know. Uh, maybe God knows. But to me, I just uh, want to help work with uh, Hagar as a... Uh, Counselor, counselor, mm-hmm. and I will take a lot of skill and knowledge to work with that. And I hope that Hega will keep growing. And I just want to help my people, help my my people, kids who are suffering from trafficking, violence, mm-hmm. any type of trauma, so I can help them. And for my future, I just want to have, uh, you know, like uh, counseling center mm-hmm. to provide uh, counseling to my people or another people that they really need a counseling. Mm-hmm. And because my life changed through this counseling. So mm. I know that counseling is really important, but quite new in Cambodia. So right. not many people recognize that. Most of them say, when we meet a counselor, it means that we are crazy. Right. <laughs> that is not why. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or maybe people think it's a sign of weakness or something. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Well, it's great if you studied psychology and, you know, you're, you know about the benefits of counseling, if you can yeah. take that in the future. Yeah. That's great. Um, was there anything else in your story that you wanted to share with people? Yeah, I think about my lovely story. Mm-hmm. It's really imp- part of my life. Mm. grow <laughs> I met one lady called Annie she, she full name is Eun Sreimoni and she born in Phnom Penh and yeah I I I been know her about like a year and then uh, we engage and then we married and the beginning that I met her you know like I told you a, a short story <laughs> <laughs> that's <laughs> like, fine yeah yeah um Actually, I, I go to buy a shoe, and as you know that I my leg both legs are covered by a plastic, mm-hmm. so it's hard to buying a shoe. Like when we buy a shoe, we have to try it 
in case we know that it fit or not, kind of like that. But every time when I go to buy a shoe, it's really hard for me. Mm-hmm. So one shoe I use at least one year or half. Right. Yeah. <laughs> when if when it's broken, I figured not buy because it's hard to buy. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, when I go to her shop. It's a local shop, not a big shop. Mm-hmm. And then uh, she really kind and sweet, you know. She come, hi, sir. Anything I have you, and you want to look for the shoe. So she bring a lot of shoe in front of me and introduce me, and she helped me to try the shoe. And I feel like, oh, this girl is amazing. He's good, mm-hmm. and she kind, lovely. She not discriminate. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then I think, okay. I gonna date with her, and then yeah, I buy a lot of shoe from her <laughs> shop. More than ten shoe, yeah, <laughs> shoe I think. Just one reason I want to meet her. Right. And I'm successful with that, so oh, we go that. So we know each other about one year, and then we engage one year, mm-hmm. and then now we married about one year and eight months now. Wow. Yes. Oh, congratulations! <laughs> Thank That's you. great. Yeah. 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 And what we'll do is um, we'll have a little description about our conversation and we'll put some links to Hagar and some other things that we've talked about so yeah. people can find yeah. it. Come to visit us in Cambodia. We are looking forward for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's been great to have you on the show. I really appreciate your time. And um, I know you're very busy meeting many people while you're in New Zealand. But I hope you enjoy New Zealand and you're able to see a bit of a different country. And I think for the people listening as well, for them, it's an insight into a different world, into the life of someone who was trafficked across a border. So I think it's really important to hear that story. So thank you so much for coming to share. I also thank you, you for your time and give this interview and I really appreciate it and thanks for having me in New Zealand. I feel like a warm welcome and I hope that uh, you will inspiring by my story and opening to start to do something. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I yeah. think so. So yeah. thank you very so much. Thank you so much. Well, I do hope you enjoyed that conversation with Longdi. I know for me, obviously, there were many challenging things. And as you could tell through the interview, there were several times when I was having to clarify what it was that actually happened because his experience was so different to mine. I hope that it's challenging for you to think about the state of the world that we live in and the role that each of us has to play in it. If you enjoyed this episode, then check out some of the earlier ones in the back catalog. And don't forget to check out the links in the show notes to some of the things that we talked about in the interview. Until next time! Mm